0: Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you?
1: This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe for this Tuesday, the 21st of February in London, coming up today.
2: Taking it to the bank, HSBC's CEO gets a pay boost as bonuses are cut and profits beat estimates.
1: Kiev has captured a part of my heart. President Biden pledges to back
3: Ukraine for as long as it takes.
2: Digging in for future growth, BHP looks to China as results disappoint.
3: Ukraine's missing military aid, Ray Dalio's bumper exit package and NatWest's CEO to advance the government on energy efficiency those are the stories we're looking at in today's papers and i'm leanne gerrans plus less is more the world's largest four-day work week trial
1: proves to be a hit with workers and bosses alike
2: that's all straight ahead on bloomberg daybreak europe The business news you need to start your day in just one 15-minute podcast on Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg Business app and everywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning, I'm Stephen Carroll.
1: And I'm Caroline Hepker. Here are the stories that we're following today.
2: HSBC has reported an adjusted pre-tax profit of $6.83 billion for the fourth quarter. The results beat consensus estimates and are 92% up on the same period last year. The Asian-focused lender says it will now consider a special payout after the $10 billion sale of its Canadian unit. Speaking to Bloomberg, HSBC's CEO Noel Quinn also gave an upbeat assessment on the British economy.
1: I'm more positive on the UK than the general sentiment. I think the current government has made really good pro- in stabilizing the economy. It was extremely volatile. They've done a good job stabilizing the currency, stabilizing the markets. From my own portfolio, what I see through our consumer business, we're not seeing any major signs of stress at the moment in
4: our retail business.
1: In our wholesale and commercial banking business, I think there are some corporates that are starting to feel some cash flow pressure because of higher inflation and higher interest Mm -hmm. rates.
2: But again, that's still fairly marginal, I would say, at the moment for us. Nolquin's Quinn's total compensation rose by more than 13% last year to just under £5.6 million. But not everyone at HSBC got a pay bump. The bonus pool for the bank has been cut to $3.36 billion for the quarter, down from £3.5 billion in 2021.
1: Now, US President Joe Biden will meet Eastern European leaders in Poland later today following his surprise visit to Kyiv. Almost a year to the day since Russia's invasion began, Biden stood shoulder to shoulder with President Volodymyr Zelensky and declared unwavering US support for Ukraine.
5: That dark night, one year ago, the world was literally at the time bracing for the fall of Kyiv. One year later, Kiev stands, and Ukraine stands, democracy stands, the Americans stands with you, and the world stands with you.
1: Now, Biden also announced $460 million of new military support for Ukraine, including rockets and mortar rounds. The symbolic trip came ahead of Russian President Vladimir Putin's State of the Nation address, which is scheduled for later this morning.
2: The world's biggest mining company has slashed its dividend as revenue slumped on falling commodity prices. BHP reported an underlying profit for the half-year of $6.6 billion, down from $10.7 billion a year earlier. However, the miner is betting on major growth in China to turn its fortunes around. Speaking to Bloomberg, CEO Mike Henry says Beijing's pro-growth policies are bearing fruit. We're seeing the green shoots come through since the start of this calendar year. Increased mobility figures, uh, more bank lending, uh, improved business sentiment, uh, property prices up in some uh, uh, cities. So that kind of reinforces the, uh, the, the positive outlook for the, the, that we have for the year ahead, uh, which we expect to offset slowing growth in both the U.S. And, and Europe. The BHP CEO will be reassured by iron ore prices, which have surged by 75% from a low at the end of last October.
1: Now, the Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, is lobbying lawmakers to back an agreement on changing the Brexit deal for Northern Ireland. Bloomberg's U N Potts reports.
5: He's done the
2: talking with Brussels, he's been to Northern Ireland. Next up, hardline Conservative backbenchers. Bloomberg understands the Prime Minister's been holding one-to-one meetings with Conservative MPs, explaining the outline of his prospective agreement with the European Union. Foreign Secretary James Cleverley is set to address backbenchers later today to brief them on the latest negotiations. The unveiling of the long-awaited change to rules on trade and Northern Ireland was pencilled to happen today, but that timetable now looks likely to slip. This is the government invests energy in attempting to finally fix what's proven to be an intractable problem. In London, I'm Ewan Potts, Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. And one in six workers say that no amount of money would make them work a five-day week. That's what the world's largest ever trial of a four-day working week has found. Of the 61 British companies involved, 56 decided to keep the shorter working week. Gains in revenue, productivity and employee retention helped make the business case for changing how we work, those are our top stories this morning, Carlin, We've been following this four-day working week story with interest uh, <laughs> yes. on, on this program for a while now. Look, this is the, the data is pretty positive. It's not just workers feeling happier about it. There are benefits for the business side as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's also meant to be sort of more productive, more profitable for the businesses involved. I and mean, we spoke to the organisers. They're trying to make this a kind of global thing. Mm. Um, and I think it, it, the idea sort of originated in New Zealand and elsewhere and it was brought to the UK, but it was a very sizable study. It was a lot of businesses. They weren't just small businesses either. They were There were some quite big firms too that were, have been involved. So, yeah, really fascinating to see the outcome.
2: I, I wonder though, This we're talking about this of course happening at a time when the labour market's particularly tight ah. in the UK would it be different if unemployment was higher? I wonder how the results would play out in that situation well, as well.
1: Well I think it's also really interesting because there's this crunch particularly for older workers now. So this um, is kind of relevant to the other story. We know that a lot of people have dropped out of the labour force in the UK The Resolution Foundation has come up with some solutions um, Two thirds of it, older professionals have left the Labour market. They own their own home, so they're saying to the government: if you want to persuade these uh, very um, sort of experienced workers to come back into the workforce, you're going to have to do quite a lot. They're saying focus on um, mothers, also people with disability, to try to kind of break the deadlock in terms of not enough workers.
2: Mm, interesting stuff. Okay, up next: Ukraine's missing military aid, Ray Dalio's bumper exit package, and NatWest CEO to advise the government on energy efficiency.
0: Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc.
5: Hi, I'm Ron Kraszewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial Advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing entrepreneurial advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. So, there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com.
0: Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you?
2: the paper review on Bluebird Daybreak Europe the news you need to know from today's papers
1: Bloomberg's Leanne Gerens joins us now with the details. We were just talking about more money from the US for Ukraine. Well, the headline in the Financial Times says that Ukraine waiting for 33 billion euros of pledges from the West. Good morning, Leanne.
3: Yes, indeed, Caroline. Good morning to you. And you and Stephen were just talking about Joe Biden yesterday, his surprise visit to the capital of Ukraine and pledging fresh money to the country plus weapons. Now, the FT is reporting that less than half of the financial aid pledged by the West has actually reached Kyiv. Ukraine's finance ministry received 31 billion euros. That was by December 2022. Now that was of the 64 billion euros that has been promised by Western countries. And this is all according to research from the Kiel Institute for the World Economy. The EU and the European Investment Bank have together pledged about 30 billion euros in total since the invasion did begin. However, 17.5 billion has yet to reach the country and this is all according to the article in the Financial Times. Mm. Now, Christoph Tribesh, an academic at the Institute, says one of the main reasons for the delay is that it took the EU up to six months to secure legal and political sign-offs for some of the financial support. Now, in terms of aid, EU member states are lagging behind The US at this time. Okay, let's
2: turn to the New York Times next. Leanne says hedge fund billionaire extracts billions more to retire.
3: Yes, indeed. And this is a really good insight into the last few days of Ray Dalio. And it's in the New York Times today. And the founder of the world's biggest hedge fund, Ray Dalio, retired last year after months of negotiations that did guarantee him a, a gigantic exit package. I know we did discuss it a lot here on Bloomberg. Dalio walked away from Bridgewater Associates and what appeared to be a really happy and amicable, amicable transition of power. But according to half a dozen current and former Bridgewater employees who've been speaking to the New York Times. They did say negotiations behind the scenes were indeed frantic and successors at the firm discussed how much money they would actually have to pay to make Dalio leave the company. His exit was partly spurred on by those controversial remarks he did make on TV about China's human rights records. Dalio is estimated to be worth about $19 billion Dollars, And according to this article, only agreed to give up his control over all key decisions at Bridgewater when the firm agreed to give him billions of dollars in regular payouts mm. over the coming years. And this is through a special class of stock. So there we are, Ray Dalio on his exit from Bridgewater Associates.
1: Yeah. I mean, it certainly did look like an amicable passing yeah, of ways. But then in some ways, that's just sort of remarkable and surprising for such a well-known founder to go. Yeah, those comments that he made around China being a strict parent. He was responding to a question in a TV interview in the US, and it, it raised this whole question of what his thoughts were on human rights. He had to backtrack. It was all um, really uh, um, quite controversial and difficult. Anyway, moving away from Ray Dalio, much of interest. But here in the UK, we were just speaking to the NatWest CFO and the CEO on TV. The CFO um, uh, was on radio. The time Times headlines that the NatWest boss, Dame Alison Rose, is targeting energy efficiency.
3: Yes, indeed. So, in November last year, I don't know if you remember this, but Jeremy Hunt set a goal to cut Britain's dependence on imported energy and his plan to execute this finally appears to be underway. The target is to cut energy consumption by 15% this decade, compared with the levels we saw back in 2021. Now, the CEO of NatWest will be leading efforts to reduce Britain's energy consumption and this follows her government appointment. So Alison Rose, alongside Lord Callanan, will chair a task force that aims to accelerate household insulation, boiler upgrades and business energy efficiency measures. And a series of government energy Mm. efficiency schemes have actually ended in failure in the past decade. And this is just due to really low take up when it comes to the public. And appointment of the NatWest boss does suggest that the strategy may include more of a focus on these financial initiatives such as green mortgages offered by the lender. So maybe a new take yeah. on this energy efficiency scheme and there might be more uptake from the public. But I guess well, it's all wait and see, Caroline. I don't
1: think you can blame the uptake of the energy um, efficiency upgrades, which were a total disaster. The government attempted it twice, uh, you know, couldn't get the right sort of um fitters basically yes. the right kind of um builders to do the work anyway martin callan also regular um well has spoken to us in the past and past radio interesting they're working, working a lot, together
3: a lot of this ties in with the fact that we're trying to get down our energy prices yeah. due to uh, um, the war in Ukraine at the moment. So this seems to be a government scheme to move things well, forward and make our house more insulated and just better going forward. Maybe really. it is
1: sensible then to bring in one of the big uh, mortgage lenders.
2: Yeah. Okay, Leanne Goerens, thank you very much for that look through the stories in the newspapers.
1: Let's turn our focus, though, to that surprise trip to Ukraine yesterday. President Joe Biden is in Poland today, where he's due to meet Eastern European leaders. This, as China's top diplomat is going to Moscow in the coming days to try to broker an end to the war in Ukraine. Bloomberg's Warsaw Bureau Chief Piotr Skolomowski joins us now for more on this story. Good morning, Piotr. Joe Biden's visit to Ukraine, was a landmark event announcing 460 million dollars in new aid what is he hoping to achieve then with uh, the next leg of his trip
4: good morning indeed so um Joe Biden is, uh, has safely landed in Warsaw last night, shortly before midde- midnight, and it's it's really, as you said, it 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 has been an extraordinary trip, un uh, unannounced, and uh, obviously, um, he he took a huge uh, huge risk um, going to uh, to the zone of conflict, uh, basically taking a ten-hour trip by train from uh, from the Polish city of Zheshov uh to to Kiev, all the way to Kiev. Um and obviously the, the, the whole point of the trip was to to give a sort of a, a morale boost to Ukrainians who have been going through this uh period of war and uh and and really um taking a stand and um obviously what what joe biden standing next to uh, zelensky in in kiev said was he vowed to that the u.s and the nato will stand with ukraine for as long as it takes he he also made this very important point that you know last year the expectations was and that was also the expectation of vladimir putin that kiev will fall within days and now a year later biden said we are you know the ukraine stands kiev stands and as he said democracy stands so you can see the narrative de- developing here that it's it's about democracy versus autocracy and that's probably something we're going to hear today during his another um uh landmark speech that or expected to be landmark speech in warsaw um later in the day um obviously uh, there was there was an age uh, fresh age aid package delivered to um, to Ukraine, 460 million of additional aid. I, I guess uh, if we're looking for, uh, you know, I, I would I would imagine that you know uh, Zelensky or Ukrainians probably expect to hear a bit more. They are pushing even for more aid. Um, right now, the talk is yes. about sending uh, fighter jets, but obviously he hasn't heard that, so this is probably further down the pipe.
2: Piotr, we're expecting to hear from Vladimir Putin later on today as well. What should we be watching out for when the Russian president Russian president speaks?
4: Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I mean, it's obviously it's anyone's guess. Uh, I think it's being descri- described already as sort of a split screen moment in a way. Obviously, uh, Vladimir Putin is going to to talk first. Uh, he's uh, he's starting at about three or or, or so hours. Um, I guess you know what we're probably going to hear is this is a state of the nation It's it's been the the speech has been delayed but you know all all signs are that he will just double down um obviously we we've here we've heard those tropes since the war started the russia is there to denazify ukraine to to prevent uh, nato's incursion into into its land and obviously the the whole argument uh that, that putin has been making that actually this is a battle for the Russian lands, um, or what is essentially Russian lands, which obviously Ukraine is is, is disputing. Which uh, and and I would say that's probably something that we could hear. We we're probably not going to hear anything uh, from from Putin that would suggest that he is uh, stepping back a bit. Uh, one one thing that we everyone is is looking for is to what extent he is willing to, to double down. How much more force he we going to send? Obviously, there is an expectation mm. and anticipation of, of a fresh invasion um, come spring. Now, uh, there's a question of mobilizing more Russians um, into the army. Uh, whether he will, he will go there uh, is, is obviously a big, okay. big question, but, but it's an important speech as well.
1: Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. I'm Caroline Hepker.
2: And I'm Stephen Carroll. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day, right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe.
0: What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you?